0: Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. Hi, and welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast. My name is Carla Unseth and I am a language and translation consultant with Pioneer Bible Translators. I can actually officially say that this week because I've received my official assignment letter, so that's very exciting. So, um, on the last podcast, we actually talked about one of the major roles that I will have once I start my assignment, and that is doing consultant checks for teams as they work through the translation. So I mentioned that the whole checking process is a cycle that happens multiple times where the team does their internal checks, they check it with the local people to make sure that it makes sense, and then they do this consultant check. So it's not until they've gone through that process multiple times and the team and the consultant feel that the translation is ready that it moves on to the next stage, which is printing, distribution, and scripture engagement. So, thankfully, we don't have to wait to print scriptures until the whole New Testament or even the whole Bible is finished. But each book is printed as it's finished. So this way, scripture can get into people's hands as soon as possible. And incidentally, this influences the order in which the books are published. So one language group that I've worked a little bit with started with Luke so that people could have the gospel right away. And then they moved back to Genesis Since the majority religion in that region accepts the book of Genesis, so it kind of was building a foundation that way. So once the books are published, they must, of course, be distributed. And this is done in a variety of ways. There's actually a team that I know of that they sell the books to people and then those people can go out and sell them to other people, and then with the money they make, um, they can come back and buy more books, and that way they're actually helping them to start their own business. So they're giving them a sustainable business, and at the same time, Scripture's getting out to many, many people. So that's a pretty awesome way to distribute Scripture. And it's it's done in other ways, other places, but... Um, It does usually involve selling the books of scripture, and people are often surprised by this, and they usually say, well, why don't you just give them away? They've been waiting for the scripture for so long. Uh, Why should it cost them money? So there's two reasons for it, and the first is the practical and logistical aspect of it, and that is it costs money to print the book. So the money that we make by selling isn't profit. It goes into the paper, the ink, the binding everything that's done to print the books so there's that very practical aspect but also the second reason has to do with ownership and I think this is something we see and understand in our own culture too that you know if you give somebody something for free they don't necessarily take ownership of it but if you ask somebody to pay for something then they do. Then they're invested in it, and they they want to um, use it and utilize what they've put money and put resources into. So that's another reason that we ask people to pay for the scriptures. So I mean that kind of leads into scripture engagement. You give somebody the scripture. You give it to them in a way that they're invested in using it, but then what? How do they do that? And I mean, even for us, we've had the Bible for hundreds of years. In fact, we're coming up on the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, which is what started kind of the second period of Bible translation. Even for us, we've had it so long, it still can be hard to know how to engage with Scripture. So I think there's... Two parts to engaging with scripture, and the first part is making sure that people have a way to take in the scripture that makes the most sense to them. So, a lot of a lot of cultures have a huge oral tradition, so they do a lot of storytelling and that kind of thing. So, um, we present them the written scriptures, but we want to make sure that they can engage with scripture through this oral manner also that they've been doing all their lives. So, um we make sure that they add the stories of Scripture to their oral traditions. So figure out ways to tell the stories of Scripture in a way that fits in with their method of, or manner of storytelling. We also make recordings. So there's different ways for Scripture to be recorded, and sometimes it's on like a solar-powered player, so people who live out where there's no batteries can actually play it using solar power. Sometimes it's on like Um, a little device similar to an iPod where they can fast forward through the different books and chapters and listen to certain sections Um, sometimes it's even on like a cell phone it can be recorded and so they can play it back through their cell phone so there's a lot of different ways to get it out there for people who would rather listen to it than read it And then beyond that also is video. That's another way for people to take it in and engage with it. And you're probably familiar with the Jesus film. That's one of the big ways that scripture is put into video. So once we make sure that people have a way to take in scripture in a way that makes sense, we also want to make sure that they have a way to respond to scripture. They can actually apply it to their lives. Um, and, And the easiest way to do this is through Bible studies and through modeling Bible study for them so whether they're reading it or whether they're listening to it or visually seeing it on the screen you can Show them how to observe the text, look at what's happening in this text, what can we draw out, what do you see, then look at the overarching principles, you know, what are the things that what are the lessons in this text, and then last, how do those lessons apply to our lives? So we can model study for them as we're translating, as we're going through the scriptures together, and then eventually you probably want to get to a a point where they can do written Bible studies, and of course, we can write Bible studies or translate Bible studies but it's even better if you can get to a point where the people in that culture are actually writing their own Bible studies because then it will relate directly to them and to the things that they're facing. So another way that people respond to scripture that we actually probably don't think about a whole lot in the West though we do it is through the arts. So what forms of music do they use? What forms of dance do they use or visual arts? And how can they use those things to respond to the scripture? So it's important to have people in the culture who will write songs that are in their style, who will create dances, who will create painting or whatever other type of visual arts that they have. And actually, when I did my internship in West Africa way back in 2007, I had a little peek into this and how important it is to have uh, the arts in a form that speaks to their own culture. So, we were in a place where there was a church and there had been multiple songs translated from French into the local language. And then there was also a man in the area who wrote his own songs so it was really interesting to be in the church service and to see when the people sang the French songs I mean it was kind of it was bad it was like a funeral dirt you know it was slow there wasn't much emotion they just sort of got through it but then they would pull out the song book written by this this man and it was like life came into the church, you know. They would be dancing and singing and they would just really get into this into the music. So it was really interesting to, to me to see how important it was to have music in a form that really spoke to them in that culture. Now, I should also note, I've been saying that scripture engagement is kind of the final step. But really, it's happening all along. As soon as you have a book translated, you want to get it out there and you want people to engage with it. So all these different things, doing oral storytelling, doing recordings, getting the Jesus film started, getting the arts, different ways of responding to scripture, going through those model Bible studies with people, that all is happening throughout the process. And it leads to the end of the process because Pioneer Bible Translators doesn't feel like the job is done in a particular language group until the church there is replicating. In other words, when they have taken in the scriptures enough and have such a strong grasp of their faith that they are passing it on to others, they're actually going out and teaching other people about the Bible, about Christ, then we know that we can go. So, this is actually a challenge for us as well. We're people who have had the scriptures for a long time. And we have to ask ourselves do we know how to engage with scripture? Do we take advantage of the great privilege that we have in having full access to the scripture in multiple versions? And then beyond that, are we using the scriptures that we have and that we know to replicate, to pass on our faith? And it's a hard challenge. Um, It's hard to talk with people about religion and talk with people about something so personal but it is a challenge that we must take. So since we're reaching the end of the translation process And in order to help you take on this challenge, I would like to spend the next few podcasts talking a little bit about some Bible study methods. You know, I talked about modeling Bible studies. So actually walking through some of those steps with you so that you can engage with scripture and that you can feel confident enough to pass along your faith to others. So I hope you will join me next time. It will be exciting to kind of walk through scriptures together that way. And um, if you have any comments or questions, please feel free to contact me through my website, which is www.bridgetogodsword.org. And thanks for joining me. I hope to see you next time.